This is the Koinos Community Church Podcast. Subscribe so that you can join us regularly as we look to find ways to close the gap between who we are and who God longs for us to be. Pride and prejudice, um, to kill a mockingbird, great expectations, and maybe diary of a wimpy kid. Um, (laughs) One of these things is not like the others, but they're all great titles. They kind of tell you a little bit about what that story is going to be about. Um, Oftentimes, I'm reading a book right now, and um, every time I kind of, it's it's a two-word book. I'm not going to tell you what it is because, yeah. I'm not going to encourage anybody to read it because it's, well, yeah, wow, I don't know. I'm not sure I should be reading it. But there's a word that keeps showing up in it, and I'm like, okay. Oh, that's not the title, though. Okay. But when you read some of these great works of literature, you're not really expecting to see the word pride and prejudice in it or your great expectations. But throughout the story, you get the sense of that's what's happening right if, it, if it's a good if it's well written sometimes the title has nothing to do with what's going on in the story i read a book a few years ago called adventures in missing the point and it wasn't a novel it was non-fiction and it was about it was i think it was a couple of guys kind of put together several essays from other people about the church and how the church in so many ways has missed the point of jesus message and we're going to find that in the story we're looking at today is that these people were missing out on what Jesus was trying to do. They caught all the other stuff. You know, they read the book. They knew, the, they knew all the stuff, but they missed the point of what was trying to be conveyed. So before we get too far into that, I'd like for you to pray with me. Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be pleasing in your sight and helpful to those who hear them. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So Jesus must have been at least top five on the planet of people who are misunderstood by many. Um, There's people all over the place that have been misunderstood that we didn't get, we didn't understand. They were kind of a genius at the time. We we see them as a genius, but but back in their time, they were vilified or marginalized or all those types of things we eyes to people for. But genius deals with that, right? Someone who lights up a new way leaves himself open to criticism and marginalization in their time. We have people like Vincent Van Gogh, or Gough, however you pronounce it. I don't know how you do pronounce it for sure. Virginia Woolf, um, Nina Nina Simone, Galileo. All of them were great at what they did, but oftentimes not they were kind of marginalized. Virginia Woolf, because she was a woman in really a man's type of world of writing at that time. But she also had mental health issues. Um, she kind of, she was, one, she was one of the people that kind of got the stream of consciousness. And I wouldn't even, I don't know, later stream of consciousness is much more hard to read. But hers is definitely kind of, you've got the sense of what's going on in her head and the other people's head. and all, So she kind of made that a new thing. Um, and so it was, it was really genius. And she was well thought of at the time, but she also had lots of trouble, lots of issues. Um, Van Gogh, we know that he produced and produced and produced and produced and was not, nobody was buying his stuff. Um, but we see the, the, the fruit of all the things that he did now 
he just wasn't, nobody got it at the time, or very few got it at the time. Um, Nina Simone was an activist, and in the time and place that she lived, um, it was one of those things where we kind of say, not me, but we have in the past say, you should just stick to this instead of this. And she wanted to do both. And so that was harmful in many ways to her career and her life. And then Galileo, he didn't come up with the Compertium idea of the universe where the, actually the, the earth revolves around the sun instead of the earth being stationary and the sun revolving around us. He didn't come up with that, but he promoted it. And as a result, you know, he just kept going with it. He wasn't going to recant. And he might have recanted. I can't remember what, how that all played out. But he ended up under house arrest for the rest of his life. And so all of these people had an understanding and a vision of the world and how things could be. And it didn't always work out great for him. And for Jesus, we see someone who is trying to make a point, but that point has been misunderstood. And the people around him are adventuring around looking for a point, and they're missing it. Jesus was blazing a trail, blazing a new trail over an old trail. You know, there was still a trail there, but he was blazing something new over that old trail on top of it. And religious folks had long veered off even that old path. I want us to pick up from where we left off last week. And if you weren't here, that's okay. You can, we actually, I post, we posted it to the podcast, but you can just look back at John 5, the first little bit of it. But we'll pick up with it. There's been a man that's been healed, and Jesus tells him to just get up, take up his mat, and walk. And so he gets up, takes up his mat, and walks. And that's where we're at right now. At once, the man was made well, in verse 9. He took up his mat and began to not walk. Now, today was a Sabbath. Bum, bum, bum. We know that's going to be bad because the religious people of Jesus' time are always like, Sabbath, got to keep Sabbath, got to keep it the way we want to keep it, and you're doing it wrong, Jesus. So we know that's going to be bad. And so the Jews said to the man who had been cured, it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your mat. It's like, did they not recognize this guy? Jesus, we found in the story last week, was aware that this guy had been ill for a really long time. Had they been walking by him for 38 years, not knowing that they didn't say, hey, dude, why are you carrying your mat? That's awesome. They were like, you're not supposed to be carrying your mat. So they went to the, hey, you're not supposed to do that, as opposed to asking a question. I mean, even a simple, why are you carrying your mat would have been nice. For us as we're sort of semi-religious people. We're showing up to church on Sunday. For us, we can explore some curiosity. We could ask some questions when we don't know what's going on. But oftentimes, we act as if we already know. That's what these guys are doing. You're doing the wrong thing. I don't care what the other circumstances around that might be. So it's baffling to me that they would just walk up to this man who they should have recognized as being healed. Instead, they recognized him as someone who was doing something wrong. They were so stuck in their tradition, they couldn't see the beauty of the moment. Something new was happening, but they missed it. 
they had ventured in missing the point. This resurrection was already beginning to take place. We kind of see that throughout the Gospels, is that there's these new, this new life, this new beginning. They understood. The Pharisees believed that there was going to be a resurrection of the body, but they were expecting it at a certain time in a certain way. And what Jesus reveals through these signs and wonders and these things that he says is that the resurrection was already happening. Jesus was showing it to them. So they said this to the man. They said, you know, it's not lawful for you to carry your mat. And I wish we had this guy's name because I'd love to, like, maybe we'll just call him. Um... Matt. <laughs> oh, wait, Matt? Oh, I get it. It took me a minute. Thank you. So Matt answered them. The man who made me well said to me, take your mat and walk. And they asked him, who is the man who said to you, take it up and walk? Now, the man who has been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd. So, we kind of come back to Matt. We're going to call him Matt, or Matty. Come back to Matt, because Matt, again, doesn't take responsibility for what's going on in his life. Instead of answering the question directly, he says, well, I'm just carrying it because that guy healed me and told me to take it up and walk, so it's not really my fault I'm walking around with my mat, right? I mean, this is, this is where we are with this guy. It's like, dude, he says he's not taking responsibility, just like last week when he made an excuse. Jesus, last week, last week, a few minutes ago, an hour ago, whenever that was, said he had told him, do you want to get well? And he's like, well, I don't have anybody to take me down to the water. He didn't say, yeah, I want to get well. He says, I don't have anybody that's going to help me do that. So we come just a few minutes, the same day, it's the same day, come back to this guy and he's like, well, this guy who I don't know told me to take up my mat and walk. And so I did. Instead of saying what he could have have said, whatever that might have been, he made an excuse. But then here, here comes Jesus. It says, later Jesus found him, found Matt in the temple and said to him, See, you have, made, you have been made well. Do not sin anymore, so nothing worse happens to you. Yikes. That's not in there. I just said that. The man went away and told the Jews it was Jesus who had made him well. So the question is, and I'm sure there's people who can pontificate on this better than I can, what's the sin exactly? Can we narrow it down? I don't know. Is it his lack of directness? It's like, I asked you a question. Can you just answer it forthrightly? Is that the sin? That could be the sin. I think of that happening in our lives all the time, is that you want a direct answer from somebody that's in charge of the situation, and they bloviate about something that's not really pertinent to getting things done or fixing whatever's happening. So maybe that's the sin, is lack of directness. Maybe it's the passing the buck, right? We also see that too, is that, well, somebody else told me to do it, so I did it. Or it's just that kind of lack of personal responsibility. And personal responsibility can only get you so far. That guy couldn't have, get up, couldn't have got up off the ground without some faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus was the one that made it happen for that guy. But that guy had to go, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. So what's the sin We don't know exactly, but we can kind of guesstimate about what those things are. 
he definitely wasn't taking responsibility for his actions. He definitely was um, not giving, maybe it was the not giving credit to Jesus for doing that miracle. Could be all kinds of different things. We, we see that in our lives too. It's like we think we were born on, we think we, were, we hit the home run, but really we were born on third base. You might've heard me say that before. It's like, We've had privileges and opportunities to be in the places that we're, we have been, and we think we made that happen. And really, we are the result of a lot of other things, a lot of other factors, a lot of the people in our lives that have helped us along the path. Um, you might know this, you might not, but the word sin in, in the Greek parlance or language is something about missing the mark. And so maybe that's part of what's playing into our story, too. He says, you're missing, you're missing out on what just happened to you. You're gaining all the benefit from walking around, but you're missing out on what's really happening in and amongst you. It's not just about you, dude. It's about what Jesus is trying to do through you. He did something amazing in your life, and you should be able to kind of pay that forward in your life. It was bigger than him. It was revealing a new way of thinking about Sabbath, the Sunday, not Sunday, Friday night, sundown, Saturday, sundown, right? Yeah, Sabbath for them. Revealing a new way of thinking about Sabbath and about God. And so Jesus had made him well, and therefore the Jews, the the people that were the religious leaders of the time, started persecuting Jesus because he was doing such things on the Sabbath. Such things. So apparently this is not, he was going to be a repeat offender on the Sabbath. (laughs) All right. But Jesus answered them, my father is still working and I am also working. Do you guys know what the Sabbath was meant for? Why God instituted the Sabbath with Adam and Eve? You can shout it out loud. Rest. Rest, right? Six days for work, one day for rest. God didn't need that rest. Who needed that rest? We did. We did. The people did, right? So Jesus says, my father's always working, right? Jesus, we find Jesus in his human form, in his human body. He needed rest too. We see in different places throughout the scripture where he went off to pray or he went off to rest or he tried to get out of the crowd for a little while. So he took rest it may not have been on the Sabbath, right? It may have been at different times in different ways. So again, he's trying to show us something new that will help all of us, that God is still working, Our, my father is working, and while he's working, I'm just gonna work the way he works. For this reason, the Jews all the more wanted to kill him because, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was also calling God his own father thereby making himself equal with God. So he was just like, I hate to use cliche, but he was kind of doubling down, right? It's like, well, hold my wine. I'm going to do this, right? Kind of thing. (laughs) Thank you for laughing, Carmen. She got it. (laughs) They probably had beer. I'm not sure Jesus was a beer drinker. But anyways, he was giving them an idea of just because you guys think it's this way is not the way it's meant to be. And I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep healing people on the Sabbath. We could see that over and over in the gospel um, because he wasn't afraid of them. 
He wasn't afraid of shaking things up. Those people that I showed you earlier, I think we're at that slide probably now. The people that I showed you earlier, they probably had some fear. They were human. Jesus was human. I would say probably um, at least two of those people were probably dealing with some mental health issues, right? And I'm not sure Jesus was dealing with mental health issues, but I bet he struggled just like the rest of us. I bet he got down. You know, we know that he, at one point, he had a friend died and he wept about that. He also seemed to get frustrated at different times. But all of these people that we show up here, you know, kind of retrace my steps a little bit. The traditionalist people didn't like what Jesus was doing, but Jesus kept on doing it. You know, he would say things in a different way. Um, he would create something new and beautiful, like nothing anyone had seen, kind of like our friend um, Vincent up there. He was speaking up for people who were being oppressed, like Nina Simone spoke and sang about it. He was giving us a new perspective on our universe, saying something in a different and interesting way and with a different voice than we'd ever heard, like Virginia Woolf. You know, if we, like the religious people in the story, refuse to see the beauty in the new thing that Jesus is doing, we're going to be missing the point, too. We're going to have an opportunity to do some new things, some interesting things, as a part of this Koinos 3.0 or whatever we're going to end up calling this community. And some people in the next weeks and months, or even right now, are going to be thinking that, what are they doing? And we're going to be misunderstood. And some of us are going to not be okay with it, and some of us are. I'm encouraging you to be okay with being misunderstood if you know that you are trying to follow Jesus. But if if we're faithful and we'll consider the impact not only on ourselves, but on the community, then we will find ourselves in good company. Not only the company of these great thinkers and artists, but in the company of Jesus, the one who understood the point and gave that point to us. Will you pray with me? Thanks for listening to the Koinos Podcast. If you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share it. You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at CC and on YouTube at Koinos Community Church. Until next time, be well, do good, and love others.